In the traditional Chinese view, Buddhist figures are normally dressed in dignified clothes and appear sacred and refined. However, great artworks are often out of the ordinary. In Dunhuang, the art gallery in the desert, an avant-garde Buddhist figure was painted on the wall. After thousands of years, the image still exudes breathtaking beauty. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Before moving on to the Mogao caves constructed in the golden period of the Tang dynasty, we still have a must-see cave built in the early Tang period. That's Cave 57, which is also called the Beauty Cave in Dunhuang. Amongst the many images of bodhisattvas from the Tang dynasty, Cave 57 has the most beautiful one. People living in different societies and times often have different aesthetic standards, but some outstanding works of art can transcend those differences because the beauty they create is globally recognised. The Bodhisattva image of Cave 57 belongs to this category. This cave is small and square, with a double recessed niche on the main wall. The paintings in this cave are genuinely gorgeous. Those on the wall inside the niche are particularly well preserved. A preaching scene is painted in the centre of the south wall, surrounded by thousand Buddha motifs. The Buddha is seated on a lotus throne in the middle, with his right shoulder exposed. He has an oval-shaped face and smiles serenely. The pleats on his robes are folded lightly and curved like waves, which gives it a natural look and a feel of real textile. Next, our protagonist is about to debut. On the right of the sitting Buddha stands an exquisitely painted bodhisattva. He has a graceful posture, smooth and delicate skin, long eyes and fine eyebrows, straight nose and a red lips, gentle and elegant, beautiful and charming. He wears many bejeweled ornaments. All of them are embossed and gilded using the special gelled patterning and gilding technique. This is a traditional decoration craft to apply a very thin coating of gold in colored paintings and murals, similar to the decoration of cakes. This kind of decorative technique only existed in China. If we use modern fashion terms to describe the Bodhisattva's outfit, that would be tight, see-through and bare midriff. Anyone with such an outfit would be considered a fashion pioneer even today. Add to this the Rococo-style jewels, the lightly stained skin, the serene and charming expression. What a shining fashion icon! And all these elements are perfectly mixed. The swinging of his jewels and flying sashes give one the feeling that he is in motion, turning towards the Buddha. Who is this chic bodhisattva? Why does he look feminine? Perhaps he is the most well-known bodhisattva in China. His Indian name is Avalokitesavara, who represents compassion. In China, he has a more popular Chinese name called Guanyin. It means perceiver of all sounds, 
which refers to the way in which Guan Yin is able to hear all the prayers and cries for help. With slightly downcast eyes and inwardly bent body, this image mirrors a charming lady of the East. It is recognized as the most beautiful Guan Yin image in Mogao and is also known as the Oriental God of Beauty or Oriental Venus. It is believed that when painters drew images of the Buddhist kingdom, they must have used figures from everyday life as the blueprint. The four bodhisattvas behind this Guan Yin image are also vividly illustrated. Special attention was given to their eyes. Some are reserved, some are coquettish, some are surreptitious, and some are full of tender affection. The poses of these images are exceptionally soft, and their hands are as beautiful as those of a young woman. This is why Cave 57 is called the Beauty Cave. In addition to the group images, those bodhisattvas that appear alone in this cave also show a unique charm. On the south wall of the outer niche, there is a bodhisattva wearing a three-jeweled crown. His upper body is bare, with one hand raised up holding a flower bud, and another hand is holding a blooming lotus. The movement of both hands suggests a dance-like posture, which looks elegant and quite feminine. Another thoughtful bodhisattva on the south side of the niche also has a charming outlook. He wears a three-jeweled crown and sits on a lotus seat with his right leg drooping. His left leg is placed on his right leg. His right arm is naturally drooping and his left elbow is resting on his left leg. His left hand lightly holds a lotus flower close to his face. He tilts the head slightly to the left and looks down in the style of a young girl thinking about something. The whole posture and the contemplative expression are naturally merged with each other. In Indian Buddhist art, most bodhisattvas are referred to as male or genderless. However, after Buddhist art was introduced to China, it evolved with local culture. By the early Tang Dynasty, the bodhisattva images in the Dunhuang frescoes were already reflecting femininity. This may also be due to the first and only female emperor who ruled China in the early Tang period. We already described her legend in our last episode. There are many excellent stories within the caves developed in the early Tang Dynasty, but those built during the flourishing period of the Tang Dynasty are even better. Before we raise the curtain on the High Tang period, we still have one more cave from the early Tang to explore. This cave recorded a story of a foreigner in China. Who was he? What was his story in Dunhuang, this largest Buddhist art gallery in the world? We'll find out in the next episode. Stay tuned. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sangliang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review and share with your friends. I'm Graham Stevens. See you next time on the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Thank you.